Hi, this is Demo and what I learned lately. Welcome to the next episode. Um, I hope that you're having a good week. <laughs> so this week I'm going to get into talking about a film that I watched recently. So it's called Promising Young Woman. Um, it's recently been released. Obviously cinemas aren't really a thing right now, but you can get it online, um, I think, on Sky Movies, and then also on Now TV. So I was cheeky, got a free subscription, uh, sorry, free trial, watched the film, cancelled, so I 100% recommend you do that. Um, I'm going to say now, if you are completely adverse to spoilers, <laughs> then you probably don't want to listen to this, because... I can't promise that I'm not going to fuck up and say the wrong thing and give it all away. I'm going to try really, really hard not to talk about the ending in too much detail, um, because the ending will blow your mind. But I, yeah, can't make any promises. So, first of all, I want to talk about the press that this film has had. Um... And when I say the film, it's actually kind of turned out to be the journalist that wrote about the film. So there was a guy who wrote a review and basically his, his main comment was that the lead actor, Carrie Mulligan, wasn't young enough and wasn't hot enough to play the character that she played and that Margot Robbie would have been better suited. So... Margot Robbie was a producer of the film and did an awesome job, just as much as Carrie Mulligan did an awesome job. And I think it's super interesting and there's been so much backlash over these comments because to give a bit of context, if you don't already know, if you've not seen the trailer, the film is about sexual assault and the film is a really good representation of how little control women have and how little power we have. So whether you are complicit in letting it happen or whether you are the victim directly, it's really hard to um, have any power over the situation. So it was pretty demeaning for this guy to make those kind of comments, right? He's just instantly like, bam. She's not hot enough. She's not young enough. Not, wow, what an amazing performance. Or, wow, Margot Robbie does really well behind the camera, as well as being good on camera. Because she isn't just some super hot lady, you know? There's a lot more to her than that. So, yeah, if you don't know anything about that, then it's definitely worth reading up on it. I'll, um, I'll put some links in. Um... But to get, to get to the film, so, like I've said already, it is about sexual assault and the part, the different parts that people play in it. Um, it's super, super interesting. So right from the off, and like I said, there's going to be spoilers, guys, so literally leave right now because I'm about to give a big one away. Right at the start of the film, the the camera is panning, so it's in a nightclub and the camera is just panning over male crotches 
bumping and grinding, grooving, dancing to the music, thrusting their dicks. Obviously they're clothed, don't get me wrong, but they're all different shapes and sizes and all you can see are their crotch, that is all you can see. And there's some like sexy club music in on the background, you know what I mean? And I immediately was like, oh my god, that's weird, that's funny, this is going to be a funny film. And then I like suddenly clicked and was like, no, how many films start like that? Or how many music videos are like that? But the cameras are on women's bodies. So I thought like straight away, this is a super interesting perspective to just like completely turn it on its head, completely shift it. And instead of it just being sexy women moving and grooving, you see men and it's somehow way less provocative you know which which kind of got me thinking like is it that much in our minds that a woman moving that way means that it's sexual because a man moving in the exact same way just looked funny you know like it didn't it wasn't enticing I mean maybe to some people it was but at least for me I, I wasn't looking at them and thinking oh fuck yeah <laughs> whereas I'll absolutely hold my hands up and if um, the same imagery is shown of women I absolutely think wow I would love to get on that you know to be crude about it <laughs> so yeah straight away absolutely loved it loved the message that it was trying to portray instantly and then I guess the rest of the film it focuses on a lot of different things the the fact that you know it's not all men but it's any man and it, and it really is any man and I think that's super interesting in the way that it's done because it's a really interesting retort, really, to the whole it's not all men argument. Yeah, it's not all men, but in a lineup, can you pick one out for me? No. And that's essentially what it's trying to tell you because she's going to bars pretending to be super wrecked, you know, like can't hold her head up, can barely speak, fucked up. And the amount of dudes that take care of her and you can't see me but <laughs> I'm doing the finger air quotes just for reference um the amount of guys that take care of her and they basically take her home they or they tell their friends I'm gonna take her home make sure she gets home safe and then they'll take the taxi back to their place they'll offer her more drinks they'll get her more drunk she pretends to be passed out and they're still trying to have sex with her and then bam she sobers up slash she's been sober the whole time and she's fucking with them and she's trying to teach them this really hardcore lesson um but not by not by any means other than just getting into their head making them think and you know that that all comes because of something that happened to her friend and and the aftermath of that, so it's kind of her revenge, I guess, is, okay, you completely fucked my friend and left her in a mess. 
and now I want to make people question themselves and their sanity in the same way. And then on top of looking at the guys, so, you know, it's looking at the guys who are assaulting women, who think it's okay if a woman isn't able to consent uh, or even able to keep their eyes open, that that's an acceptable thing to do. Um, it also looks at women who are involved in it. Like I said, women who are complicit in it because it happens. And again, I'll, I have to hold my hands up and say that I've definitely, when I was younger, encouraged, I, I'm not saying rape or anything as awful as that of course well not of course but thankfully but I've definitely encouraged inappropriate behavior or laughed at inappropriate things or you know I, I can't say that I haven't and I'm just thankful that I've grown from that and that's just not something that I accept anymore but it really tunes into the fact that women are also liable for what happens in the sense of if you get told and you just laugh it off or if you get told and say oh it's fine they're just young or oh well it's her fault for being so drunk it's her fault for dressing that way it's her fault for sleeping around whatever it is it doesn't matter if you put the blame on anyone but the man for that behavior then you are part of the problem. And it, it really is as simple as that. Uh, and it really, really brought that home because again, she just fucks with the women involved um, and leaves you questioning because you know, what she does, it's, it's no better. Um, and yeah, you know, her morals are twisted, but they're twisted for a very good reason. So it, it, it's all very um, thought provoking, which is always awesome. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, then by now you've figured out that I like, I like thinking and I like questioning things. So it's, and it's always relevant, right? This sort of behaviour and a discussion around it is just always relevant until it doesn't exist. And even then, you have to keep it relevant to make sure it doesn't happen again in this dream utopian world that I live in, <laughs> in my head. Um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know. First of all, if you haven't seen it, watch it because the empowerment that I felt from it, seeing this uh, protagonist was awesome. Also the, the anger that I felt for the comments and it was all of these little microaggressions that are so part of our everyday rhetoric. Like I, I, I already said, oh, they're just kids, they're just young, they don't know better. Well, why the fuck aren't we teaching them better? You know, they're not going to just figure it out for themselves. If you're letting them think that's acceptable at 14, 15, 20, they're going to think that's acceptable for their whole life. And that's not okay. Everyone is part of the problem in that situation. If nobody's telling them that it's wrong, if nobody's standing up for the person that is being taken advantage of, then everyone is responsible. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, 100% watch it. 
there is, you know, I mean, I've already told you that it's about sexual assault. So watch it with caution if you're um, sensitive to things like that and you think that it's going to upset you, then, then maybe don't because even for me, it, you know, really made me think about some of my experiences and I am someone who slept around a lot and who is currently on an endeavour to do some more of that but that doesn't mean that in all of the situations I was in that they were a hundred percent consented and it's really hard because it's made me reflect a lot and there's a few experiences in particular where I think you know and again I, I didn't explicitly say no and that I guess it isn't as simple as somebody saying to you do you want to have sex with me because it, it just doesn't work like that but it's more like how did I get there you know like how did I actually get to this point of sleeping with this person because I don't exactly recall inviting you in but here you are or I mean I remember one time with a really good friend of mine um we've been sleeping together on and off for probably years now not now years <laughs> it'd been on and off for quite a while and uh we hadn't for quite some time i'm pretty sure this was like fucking years ago man so i might be a little bit skewed in the timeline but anyway he wasn't able to go on a night out uh for reasons that I won't divulge and so I stayed at home after the party with him by the way saying that sounds so weird like going on a night out feels so fucking distant from reality right now but anyway I digress so I stayed at home with him or at our friend's place and we got drunk we had fun we were flirting it was the it was the standard for us and then it got really really late and he asked me if I wanted to sleep with him and I said yes and then he wanted to walk back to his because his parents weren't home and I was like yeah sure and then when we started walking back it was daylight it was super early in the morning um I'm pretty sure it was summer like when I was back home from uni or whatever and uh it I guess the the daylight really sobered me up and really made me think about what I was doing but I still walked all the way home with him and it was far like it was super far we didn't really talk the whole way home he was just marching ahead of me and there was a lot of blab blood there's a lot of bad blood between us slash he wasn't thrilled at some of my actions prior to this so there's a whole other history there that I probably don't need to get into um but yeah let's just say that we it was an interesting relationship so yeah he was marching ahead we didn't really talk I was like struggling to keep up very quickly on the walk I was suddenly thinking I don't think that I want to do this I don't think that I want to do this. Why am I doing this? This is so far away from home. 
why am I walking back to his place? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Got back to his and, you know, it, it all immediately started. And, and I'm really not putting the blame on him for this because it, it's something that I've kind of had to forgive myself for, I guess, because I... I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure how he sees it. We actually haven't spoken since. So we were doing it. We were going at it. And I was a rag doll. Not because I was passed out or anything fucked up like that. Don't you know, please don't get me wrong, but I was just being used and I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't say anything though, you know, and I, and I, I really, I really have to put emphasis on that because as far as he was aware, I had consented, right? I wanted to do it, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to ask him to stop. And I, I think it was partly because I felt like I owed him because of how much I'd hurt him previously. I do think that was a big part of it, but I also think that I'd never been taught to do that, and I'd never, I'd never done that before. Honestly, it's something that it's only in the last few years, and to be honest, only with my boyfriend now that I actually have the power. I am empowered to say no. Can we stop? I've had enough. Actually. That doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it up to that point. It doesn't mean I didn't want to do it when it started. It just means that for whatever reason, after however long, I'm suddenly like, do you know what? I'm not feeling this. And I'll say that. And obviously, Chris, I've said, is fucking awesome. And he's, it's not even being awesome, right? It's just how it should be. And he's fine and he'll get off and, you know, whatever. And... So I really can't blame my friend for this experience that I had. Um, and that isn't because I'm putting blame on myself, but it's because I also have to take accountability for the fact that I, I didn't say no. Uh, sorry, I didn't ask him to stop. But I do also sometimes question, you know, of all the times we'd had sex, of all of the times we'd hung out, he knew me well and he knew me well in that capacity intimately and I can't help but wonder if he also knew that I wasn't enjoying it and if a part of him wanted to use me and treat me like shit you know like it was it was the night or morning that I realized that he had absolutely no respect left for me um, which is fine, like I said, there was a lot of context to it, but that, that sucked, it made me feel terrible, and I kind of vowed to never, never let myself feel that way again, or let somebody make me feel that way again, um, and yeah, that's just something that I guess the film really provoked in my thoughts, is, you know, how many times have I felt like that, not tons like I'm definitely very fortunate in that I'm someone who very genuinely enjoys meeting new people and 
messing around with them. Like that's something that I find really fun. Not everybody's the same. I can very much compartmentalize and it can just be fun. And that's awesome. I know a lot of people attach themselves, not even on purpose, but that's just how, how they view sex. And I know a lot of friends who have slept around and felt terrible about themselves after every experience because it just doesn't make them feel good. Um, and yeah, I'm not that, but I, I've definitely come away from a few times questioning, you know, just drawing a little question mark on, on whatever happened and thinking, okay, how did it get to that? Did, did I 100% want that? And you know, I remember one time, this is a friend from uni, well, we're not friends anymore, but I had no idea that he was into me in that way. And we had a super fun night out. And then he was, I just remember him like following me through the night. But at the time it was like all fun, you know, I wasn't questioning his intentions. I genuinely just thought naively that we were just having a rap time. And then I left. I, I very often would just like leave when I've had enough to get cheesy chips. <laughs> Hasn't obviously happened in a while, but that's that used to be my thing. And um, he called me like, well, where are you? And so I said, and then he came. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. And he's like, oh, I'll come with you. And I'm like, okay, sure. And genuinely, maybe I sound like a fucking idiot, but to this day, I know that I didn't ever think, oh, we're going to fuck. That is not, I was not there for that. I was not interested in that whatsoever. And then we got to my door and I'm thinking, sweet, he's walked me home. That's super nice of him. And he's like, are you not going to invite me in? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Come in while I eat my cheesy chips. And then my next memory is I was fucking. And I'm not going to lie, it was great sex. So it's, you know, kind of confusing for me. <laughs> it's super conflicting. Um... But I, I I, don't ever want to see him again because I'm just like, dude, I, I don't remember agreeing to that, you know? And, and it is really confusing because I enjoyed it. But like, how did it get there? You know, and I, I would have liked to have been a part of that. I would have liked to have known that that's what was happening. I don't know if I would have said yes because I always made the move on guys and... I don't remember ever wanting it to happen between us. So yeah, that's another super conflicting story. And I think that a lot of my female friends have that, you know, they have these incidents where they're like, oh, well, it's fine, brush it off. But, and sometimes you have to, because it is hard to know, like, it is hard to know. But we definitely need to keep talking about it. And I think Promising Young Woman is a really great medium for that. Because, I mean, look at me, I'm just rambling on about all of the things that's resurfaced. And Chris and I talked about it afterwards and he had a lot to say. And he was reflecting on, you know, things his friends have done, even things that he's done. And again, you know, none of it's 
great, but I'm I'm not obviously talking anything criminal because I don't think I could ever talk to him again, to be honest. But it's just it's fascinating. And you know what else? It passed the um the Bechdel test. So I don't know how many of you will know about this test, um, but it's basically, so it's also known as the Bechdel-Wallace test, and it, it basically measures the representation of women in fiction. So especially in films, it's in a TV series, even in books, uh, and it's basically a really, really simple measure there's just two parts to it. So, first, is there a woman who talks? And then also, the second part of the test is, wait, sorry, I've got that confused. Let me start again. First thing oh, <laughs> is, are there two named women in it? Do they talk to each other about something besides a man? So the first one, does it have two named women in it? And when I say named, I don't just mean waitress number two. <laughs> does it have a named female? Does it have two named females? Women, sorry. And then, yeah, after that, do they talk to each other about anything other than a man? But that can be a romantic thing, a work thing, family, it doesn't matter. Do they talk about anything that isn't a man? It's really far and few between, guys. Now you know, hopefully you'll spot it, but fuck me, it does not happen very often. So that was another really cool thing about Promising Young Woman, aside from all of the super important messages that it's conveying about consent and about um, microaggressions and allowing people to get away with things. It, it was also a really great representation of women, not just on screen, but behind the screen. And I think that that's super important for not just young people, but me, you know? I'm 26. I want to see myself on a screen. I shouldn't have to compromise and just be okay with the, I don't even know, like I say, waitress too. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. And uh, hopefully I've not given too much away. Hopefully I've just given enough away for you to be desperate to watch the film but I've not totally ruined it for you and yeah anytime you read or watch something look out for the Bechdel test because honestly it's actually surprising and kind of devastating so thank you for listening to this episode I hope that you enjoyed it as always you can catch me on the gram or on twitter at what demo learned and my Gmail account, uh, whatdemoland at gmail.com. So if you have any 
comments or queries or concerns or you know even suggestions for things that I should research and learn about uh, because I really like learning and I really like learning from people so take care and I'll catch you next week <laughs>